This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another installment, another episode of the Joker's Mustache. I am Vince Russo. This is the great R.D. Reynolds, a.k.a. R.D. Earzatz Batman. Or sucks Batman. Did you not pay attention to the show that you were supposed to watch? I I I, I get I, to yell at you this week instead of vice versa. Where last week I felt I got it done with the show last week. I felt like I'd been hit with a frying pan. But you were also a little under the weather last you, week. You, you feel better this beat week? Beat upon me. Yeah, be all right. How are you? Yeah, bro. I we I we we talked about this going in. These tut <clears> ones <throat> are hard to follow, man. Very hard to follow. And I wrote some things down. I didn't know what I was writing down, but I was hoping good old RD would uh, walk me through this. I'll, <clears throat> I'll do my dernedest, as the kids say. Kids talk like that now, right? Yes, I think so. Yes. Sure they don't. Yes. So take it away, man. Unkindest tut of all. The unkindest tut of all. <clears throat> this would be episode six of season three. The original air date for this particular program, Thursday, October 19th, 1967. Your fun fact for the day, the number one song of the week in the U.S. was To Sir With Love. Oh, yeah, uh, Lulu. Okay, I had never heard this song before in my life. Oh, yeah, please tell me you've heard of the movie. I did whenever I did my research for this. Yeah, no, great movie. Sidney Poitier. The song was by Lulu. Very popular song. I know the song very well. Why don't you <clears throat> hum a few bars of it? Do so with love. That was the chorus. That was yeah. me hitting the gong. Yeah. Do you have you. a gong sound effect? Um, if not, I'll send you the old Russell Crap radio. One. I don't gong know. Wait a minute. I think I do. Hold on. Let me see. Gong sound effect. Gong sound effect. Hold on. Yeah, I do have one. Hold on. I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven. A lot of great things. But nothing has ever brought me the attention as like a moment with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the in a WrestleMania scrum or or CM Punk staring me down. So when you're you're in that moment and you got somebody you know you're that's super talented or whatever, and you can make a moment like that. Did you create any moments today before this show? Uh, well, uh, let's see. Did I create any moments? Any moments you know, th- there's a joke show. to be made there, and I'm far too much of a gentleman to. <laughs> You're going to yeah. say it was like the Constitution or whatever it was last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have. I, wait a minute. Hold on. Is this the gong? Wait a minute. Hold on. This might be. I might have hit the wrong button. I'm sure he's going to play. Hold on. That shit that he does, I mean, he, with the hands in the pants, I mean, that is great stuff. He's talking about you. He was talking about you there, you know, the, the shit you do with the hands in your pants he was talking about, bro. <laughs> I, I don't do any such things. With okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's I get keep my I keep my hand on my microphone. Yes, there you go, my friend. Okay. <clears throat> but was something missing from your office? It's like something that... that that one wall seems a little more bare than usual, no? The one wall. Right. I don't know. See, because I only this is what I this is what I see. <clears throat> Excuse me. I I only see, I know sometimes it's a little so you're saying there should have been something right here. I'm saying I think we probably never see that wall at all. We now see we're that wall on I would think you see that wall on every episode. Are you sure, bro? So you're saying that I am more like this? More. I think you're more, bro, where we just yeah. Yeah. And I think also too I don't think you could ever see the Guardians pinball machine. I think you're a big I think you're also in enlarged uh in past episodes. I think you pull back a little for some reason. Maybe I maybe I'm getting thinner. Interesting, interesting. All right, go ahead, man. Tell me about this show, but don't do that thing with the hands in your pants. Never. Uh, So this is, in fact, the unkindest tut of all. Uh, As Mr. Russo had mentioned, sometimes it's uh, these King Tut episodes. 
you got to type a like. See, <clears throat> this is the thing you people don't understand, okay? These episodes are 25 minutes <clears throat> without the commercials, okay? They were a half hour when they originally aired. How long does it take you to prep for one of these? Because you were complaining about it. An, an hour. An hour. An hour. An hour. Okay. It takes me way longer than that. Yeah. I got five pages today. <clears throat> well, the narrator tells us that it's Sunday afternoon in Gotham City. A day of rest for everyone. Including crime fighters. Tick, tick, tick. Or so it seems. So, we get a... We're in a we're in a car. We're in the back of a we're in the back seat of a car with Bruce Wayne and Barbara Gordon. And where are the, where might they be heading to? Where might you think they would be going to on this lovely Sunday afternoon? Why, friends, it's exactly what you think. They're in the back seat of the car. Alfred's driving them around. You know what I'm thinking. Just go ahead and blurt it out. Yes, they're going to an accordion recital. (laughs) This is a very strange accordion recital because Barbara tells us there's nothing she loves more than hearing Lady of Spain played eight times in succession. I understood the words she was saying. I did not understand those words linked together. Yes, bro. I'm not. I'm. I'm a little distracted because I'm gonna. I found some. I found some. No, I'm looking. I'm looking for something to share with you for the show. So I'm gonna pull it over to my other screen, and I'm gonna be ready to share my screen very shortly. (laughs) So go ahead, Lady of Spain. Yes, yes. Eight times. Yes. In succession. Yeah. And didn't Bruce say that was beautiful? He did. He said that is beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. She also mentions how Daddy wants she and Bruce to get better acquainted. Okay, hold you, on. You know what that means. Bro, now listen to me. Because I've been saying this all along. We have determined she just graduated college. She started working at the library. She's yes. all fingers point to her being uh, 22. 20, 22, 23, yeah. 22, 23. Okay. And I've been saying this all along. Okay. That's not it. I, hold on. Share my settings. Okay. Share screen. I don't know what he's doing. Share screen. Okay. Here we go. Okay. The classic 1960s Batman show starring Adam West as a Cape Crusader never gave any firm clues as to how old Bruce Wayne was supposed to be in it. With that in mind, Adam West was 37 years old when he when season one premiered, okay, as so well as when the 66 tie-in movie hit theaters. And since Batman is already a veteran crime fighter from the Sawdust show, Bruce being in his late 30s to early 40s <clears> makes <throat> sense. Bro, I've said this, man. This is way, way creepy because he's way older than her, bro. Way older than her, man. He's 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 like he's like fifteen to eighteen years older than her. Now, I don't like to judge people. I really don't. How how much? What what age difference is there between you and your wife? She's um, I was born in January sixty one. She was born in September of sixty two. Okay, than, less than a year. Yeah. See, old RD. He rock, rob the cradle of love. Because Mrs. Deal is six years younger than me. Yeah, but that's six years. We're talking 15 to 18 to 20, bro. I don't, I, I, I'm not the one. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, I, tell well, you. I guess what I'm getting at is maybe we're reading into something that's not there. I don't think so. Because as I just mentioned before you ignored me and started looking up something else, apparently I wasn't entertaining enough. <laughs> she mentions how daddy wants her and Bruce to get better acquainted, <clears throat> which tells me, but one thing actually it tells me a couple, there's a couple possibilities there that daddy wants her and Bruce to get better acquainted. 
But yeah. realistically, we we know what that means. Maybe right? maybe Commissioner Gordon is looking to open up an ice skating ring, and he's looking for some free advice from millionaire Bruce Wayne. I think old Gordo wants to suck off the teat of uh, rich yeah, Uncle that's, Bruce. That's, unfortunately, that's the uh, that's that's the idea I got. Yes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he Bruce says to her. Time passes very swiftly with pleasant company. Would you like to watch the television news broadcast together? And she says, well, that's why the shades are drawn, right? So they're riding around in this car with the shades drawn. Okay, let's let's rewind it. The shades were drawn. Right. Okay. We join this ride in progress. We don't know how long they've been riding around. Was Alfred up in the front seat looking in the rearview mirror going, hmm, boy, they're really going at it. Yeah. The, the, are drawn. This whole thing is very oily. I, I wrote awkward. Oily? What did you awkward. say? Awkward. This like, whole scene is very awkward. Awkward. I don't. I'm, I felt very uncomfortable. Well, we cut to King Tut. He says, hello out there in television land. This is King Tut speaking with yet another prediction of a crime to come. The police, those sometimes guardians of your life and property, have chosen to ignore my prior prognostications, and the results were two successful criminal actions. So, Tut is telling these people, telling everyone, this is when crimes are going to be committed, this is what's going to happen, I'm laying this out for you so you can go stop the crimes. Police are ignoring him. Missed them twice now. He said, with that in mind, here's my third prognostication. Andrew's Hockey Puck Factory on West 20th will be robbeth before I finish my next sentence. And sure enough, there's Andy's uh, Andrew's Hockey Puck Factory on West 20th that's getting robbed. Right. We go to Wayne Manor. Dick answers the bat phone. And he tells Commissioner Gordon, sorry, Batman's, he's not here, but we'll we'll get him there in a hurry. We go back to the limo, and apparently Babs and Bruce are still in there with the curtains drawn. He gets a biz, biz, biz on his watch gimmick. Yeah. Says he has a meeting at the Wayne Foundation. He has to cancel with, with Barbara. Yeah. He probably wouldn't be canceling it. Can we agree that something happened in that limo before? Any well, of this first of all, we have to let, let's set the record straight because they show a, a long shot of it. This was not a limo. No, it, no, no, I apologize. It's yeah. not a limo. It's, it's like it's, a it's, town car or yeah. something with curtains in the back windows. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so because when we when we when they open up, they're very well kept. You know, they, oh, stuff okay. would be disarray if something so they, was. So they hadn't. No, attempted. no, no. Or are I, they I, going yeah. to attempt something? They're, the they're, 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 it, it's heavy flirtation going on. Okay. So Bruce says, I got to go to the Wayne Foundation. She says, no problem. Just drop me off at the beauty salon. Beauty salon right over there. <clears throat> so she leaves. We go back to Bruce. He's calling Dick. And now, after however many episodes we have had, we're at a hundred. I think we're almost at a hundred of these. Yeah, this this may be episode number one hundred. Wow! Of, of the series in total, I would have right. to go back and double check. Right. So real close to that. Regardless, they. I am I incorrect in saying we have never seen this weird lamp that started blinking. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, no, that, yeah, with numbers on it. Yes. Yeah. Dick explains, we got some bad news. Our old pal, the Yale professor, got hit with a brick at a love-in. Why did we not see the soon-to-be King Tut at a love-in? Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yes, yes. Dick says he's become... He's become King Tut again. Apparently, he's up to some nefarious scheme. So, we go to the opening, and 
it's been a long, it feels like it's been forever since I've been able to say this. We go to the opening. What happens? The Batmobile's on the road. We get 14 miles to Gotham. And yes, yes, yes. After not going there any at the beginning of any episode this season, but having done that every single episode, first episode, uh, all throughout the rest of it, we actually go to Gordon's office. Yes. I could not believe it. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so Batman wants to know where the scoundrel currently is. O'Hara says he, he's got a tent and he's getting ready to predict another crime. And so this is the long and short of this. I mean, because they used to spend a lot of time in Gordon's office. This time they go to Gordon's office and he says, where's he at? He's in a tent. And then Batman says, let's go, Robin. The longer we tarry, the more dire the peril. Yes. Couldn't they have just exchanged this information on the phone? Yeah, I would think so. Yes. Yeah. So we go to the lair, to the tent. This looks... And my son is is the Eagle Scout, not me. <clears throat> I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know everything about camping and tents and all this. My guess is this was probably about a, I don't know, 12-foot tent, something in that range. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was pretty large. And uh, for all the world, can we agree this was just set up outside in the television studio park? Yeah, the lot. back lot, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but once we go inside this 12-foot tent it is now this giant it's the black warehouse (laughs) right right black warehouse they've been using and so the narrator tells us shortly thereafter in king tut's current habitat the scurryless scallywag is plying his newfound trade to an interested assemblage so tut is being fanned by a by a, a young woman We'll rate her, and mm. her name was Shirley. Mm. Uh oh, I don't. Are you going to go with Shirley in the back of a? Do I need to be driving you around in a town car with some curtains? <laughs> with Shirley in the back. Mm. Says, "Oh, mystical, magical prince of darkness, I invoke your name. I call upon your spirit." I beseech you to tell me the time and place of the next robbery in the name of everything that's nasty. Give me your answer, do? And so Batman is like, this, 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 this guy, these, these, these predictions are nothing but phony, fatuous flim flam. Yeah, that's another uh, that's another uh, phrase you need to put on the list that we, we we need to bring Flim Flam back. Yes, yes, yes. So Batman is there in the tent, and he says, uh, and Tut says, "Who dares impugn the veracity of the Tut of Tut Nabu of the Nile, Moon God of Thoth, and stuff like that?" <laughs> By the instep of Ramses, I'll have his head. Now, Batman's trying, he's going to try a different tactic. Says, you know, let's, you know, Tut, let's just go back. Let's just get your head examined. We'll, we'll make sure you're feeling better. At this point, Tut is having none of it. He pulls a sword on him. Stand back, you cape crumb bum. I'm now on your side of the law. So Tut is saying, I'm trying to help you guys out. I right. don't know why you would why you would do this to me. Right. So I wrote something very interesting here, bro. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but why were Batman and Robin being shot on the tilt? Because they were in the lair. The, the, they're in they're in Tut's lair. So oh, so if you're in the, the lair, lair, even though you're the baby face, you're gonna get shot with the tilt. Yes. Okay. See, I, I, I thought I thought they went Tut's back angle. And, I yeah, I thought they went back and forth. Tilt I, on the I, heel. I, I that's a good question. That that's my theory. I, well, we I don't we, know we that we I've got really we got to keep our eye on that. Go ahead. So surely. I just wrote, she has a super cartoon voice and says, he is, he's on all sides of the law. Tut says in less than one hour, the box office at the soccer stadium will be robbeth 
as a citizen of Gotham City, I would like to see that crime thwarted. This town can be a better, safer place to live. Shirley's like, I just love better, safer places to live. <clears throat> and he says, Tud says, whether or not you care to act on this information of little consequences. To me, the my dynamic dum-dums, I have cleared my conscience by reporting it to the law. The rest is up to you. So Batman tells Robin, okay, we need to go. We got to go stop this crime. And Robin's like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to believe King Tut. Right. Batman pulls his young ward aside and says, Robin, the Constitution provides that a man is innocent until proven guilty. And the Constitution is the cornerstone of our great nation. Right. We must abide by it. Robin sees the arrow of his ways. Gosh, when you put it that way, Batman, how can I help but agree? Tut says, uh, to all you true crime fans, that's all I got for today. So they leave, and uh, Tut's there by with his cronies, and he's just talking about how great he was. Shirley wants to know what Tutsie Poo Tutsi Poo. What is Tutsi Poo's real plan? He explains, your fabulous pharaoh has given all this free information to the police in order to worm his way into their confidence. Okay? When the propitu- when the propitious moment arrives, mm. I'll send them on a wild flamingo chase while I commit the crime of the century. So, he is giving this, he has laid out his plan. I'm going to pretend to be a good guy. I'm going to give them all these real crimes that are happening. Right. And then whenever they're going and when it was time for me to do my big crime, yeah. I'll turn them off. Diversion tactic. Absolutely. Yes. We go to Gotham City Stadium. <clears throat> Batman and Robin find absolutely the box office, just like Tud said, it's being robbed. That's a real shame because I don't know about you, but did you see the teams that were going to be in this soccer match. Oh, I did not. I did not. They were the Doves and the Hawks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which sounds, that sounds like a barn burner to me. Yeah, the Doves, yeah. Robin says to give up without a struggle. And if you don't, you may be severely pummeled about the head and shoulders. <laughs> so we get a fight. Yeah, early, a very early fight. Batman and Robin get handcuffed together by one of the goons in the masks. Says, a nice bracelet for you. And a little something for you, Batman. So, the narrator breaks in during the fight. And I don't know we've ever had a fight where the narrator yeah. had anything to say. And he's yeah, just, I don't think so. Uh, meanwhile, a, a seemingly innocent idle bystander is neither I- innocent nor idle. So he goes, the innocent bystander, and he puts a, a, a tracking gimmick on the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. So, or he puts a gimmick on the Batmobile. We don't know, but we will find out it's a tracking gimmick. <clears throat> so Gordon and O'Hara show up. Batman says. Which may be the greatest line in the, in the history of this show. They show up. Yes. They have just won this fight. And Batman says. Your timing, as usual, is flawless. <laughs> because, again, yeah, Batman tremendous. does not want these guys around at all. Yes. <clears throat> so, we go to the lair. Tut is looking at his Tut scope, yep. which looks exactly like, I think, the the, the, the Bat scope. I mean, it it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's the exact same prop. They literally just put Tut on it instead of Bat. He explains that little blip you see is the Batmobile. When it disappears, the dynamic dingbats will have gone into their little Bat cave. As soon as that happens, we'll know exactly where that accursed place is. We'll know who they are. So the beeping stops. They have the location. 12 north, 43 degrees longitude. Three and the eight minutes east, uh, carry the four. Carry the four. <laughs> Huge. Oh, I'll be a son of a Byzantine king. The Byzantine is uh, refers uh, is also referred to as the East Roman Empire. 
Uh, okay, all right. Constitution of the Roman Empire, primarily in the eastern provinces uh, during the Middle Ages. Capital city was Constantinople, if you want to play along on your map. If you have a map from the Middle Ages. <laughs> Shirley says, is it a zoo? And he's like, no. The Bat Cave is under stately Wayne Manor. Wow. And they figure it out. It means Bruce Wayne and Batman are one and the same. Now, we have talked before. It's very infrequent. It, it happens sometimes. But generally, the villains don't care about their secret identity. A very early episode, the Joker was going to unmask. Yeah, because you you would think, I mean, I mean, like you said, bro, we're the third season in. This is the first time you put a tracking device on the Batmobile. Right. So we go to the Batcave. <clears throat> But uh, Alfred is is not there, and Robin's like, "Where is he?" And he says, "Batman says, well, he's probably out shopping. Today is market day. He likes to take advantage of the specials." <laughs> Brody, you bro, what's your main uh, supermarket there? Uh, Kroger. We we ours is King Super, which is Kroger. Kroger. Brody, you do the digital deals. Do I do the digital deal? No, 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 no. Let, let me explain. Oh, bro. No, 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 no. Hold on. Time out real quick. I'm not allowed, as a rule, I'm not allowed to go to the grocery. Oh, okay. All right. Okay? Because when I go to the grocery, I just go and I'm, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Oh, that looks kind of interesting. Oh, that looks kind of interesting. So I may walk out with a, a grocery cart. That's full of nothing but like breakfast cereal and cookies. Yeah. So that would, I'm not a very good shopper. So as a general rule, Mrs. Be- Mrs. Deal does not like me to, to go. Oh, to okay. Yeah. If I mean, sick, I can go. Yeah. We shop together, but we, we, we still can't figure out the digital deals on the phone and the, Oh my God, bro, please. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if, if, if Alfred bless his heart, we're still alive. Would he be able to figure out how to do these digital deals? Absolutely. I think so. Okay. Bat, bat, bat computer. Yeah. That's he would true. just put it on to the bat computer. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <clears throat> so in the bat cave, the regular phone rings, not the bat phone. So Batman, you know, is uh, the answers, you know, is Bruce Wayne. Hello, it's Bruce Wayne. And uh, King, it's King Tut. He goes, well, hello, Batman. And he's like, Holds and over the phone. It's King Tut. He called me Batman. Holy heart failure. So Bruce says, I'm sorry, you must have the wrong number. And Tut says, Listen, you caped cockamamie. <laughs> I know I have you by the cow, and you've been outwitted. He goes, You're Bruce Wayne. You're also Batman. And I'm gonna tell the whole world at a press conference tomorrow. You know, and he's thrilled about it. And Bruce says, well, Batman's going to make you look like an idiot. He and I have met. Batman and I have met, but i that's the extent of our relationship. To which says, Tut. Balderdash, says I. Stuff and nonsense and fooey. The only way you'll convince me that Bruce Wayne and Batman are not the same person. The only way you can do that is not the same person is I would have to see them both simultaneously. That's right, yeah. To what Shirley says, or at the same time, whichever comes first. Shirley was good dingbat on the show. Yeah. At this point, we, we've hit the halfway mark in the in the program. Go back to the Batcave, and in the Batcave, the narrator tells us, the Cape Crusaders ca- discover the cause of the dire dilemma. He finds the bug on the Batmobile. So it's like, oh boy, what are we going to do? <clears throat> so they have to come up with a plan. Now, what was your what were were you thinking they were going to do? What Batman and Robin? How are they going to show that they Bruce and Batman are not the same? Uh, bro, I I swear to God, the only thing I remembered, the only thing I remembered was it had something to do with ventriloquism. That okay. that, that I remembered. That I, I remembered. You know what I was hoping for? What Alfred? Bad Alfred. Yeah, Bad Alfred. I, I mean, I, I don't know that we're going to get Bad Alfred anymore. He yeah. may have run his course 
anyway. Mm -hmm. We do go to the lair. Bruce is there talking to a reporter because they're all there. They want to see, you know, you know, Tut's going to explain who who Batman really is. And Bruce is talking to the reporter. He's already trying to cover his tracks. And he's, you know, Tut, he's a poor, deluded man. And Sut says, ladies and gentlemen of Gotham City, I put it to you that Bruce Wayne, millionaire playboy and man about town, is none other than the one, the only, the original Batman. Bruce says, I uh, sincerely appreciate the compliment, King Tut. Not so sure that Batman would, but let's go ask him. He's outside, and they go outside, and, and and Babs is there. She's or excuse me, Barbara. I think she was watching from her apartment, right with there. the with the bird. Yeah, with with Charlie the the yeah. canary or whatever. So they go outside. Sure enough, Batman's in the Batmobile. Robin's in the Batmobile, <clears throat> and Bruce is standing right next to the Batmobile with Batman. So Bat. Batman says, Tut, why don't you forego this foolishness and submit yourself for observation? Once rehabilitated, I'm sure you will become a valuable member of the community. He goes, Tut's so ticked off. It's like, he's Batman, all right. Who else in this present day dynasty could be that square? <laughs> To which Batman says, goodbye, everybody. Robin and I must pursue our relentless war against evil. And they right. take off. Bab's apartment, Barbara's laughing it off. <clears throat> says, you have to admit, Charlie, the chance of Bruce Wayne being Batman was a very long shot. I can't think of two more obviously opposite people. So... Now everyone's convinced that Bruce, uh, once again, I mean, they. It, it seems like every time when a when someone wants to find Batman's true identity, they always say it's Bruce. And then everybody is always like, yeah, it can never be those two. Yeah, two but ones. it's interesting because at the end, like, you know, um, Tut didn't challenge it here, but at the end of the episode, he's yes, still certain, he came, right? He came back to it. Yeah. Yes. So Tut's in his lair and he, he says to Bruce, he's like, ah, it is written. He who knows he has lost has had it. So Bruce leaves. Tut's still very angry. That mask moralist thinks he has me, does he? He'll soon learn that he can't escape the wrath of the Sun King. We now swing into phase two of our operation purloining the priceless collection of Egyptian scrolls nestled in the Gotham City Library. Now, <clears throat> Shirley's like, can't we get something else? And he's like, dummy, they're priceless. Says, for hidden somewhere within them is the secret whereabouts of a statue hidden since the days of Imhotep. He didn't pronounce it Imhotep. I'm pronouncing it Imhotep because that's the way... It is pronounced in the 1999 Mummy movie, and also, if you 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 said you used to go to uh, Universal Orlando, yeah. right? You ever mm -hmm. ride Revenge of Mummy? Indoor roller coaster. I think so. <clears throat> Sometimes the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the oh the the people running the ride, you know the people the workers inside the ride, right? Sometimes if, if if the whatever strikes them, they'll just start chanting Imhotep, Imhotep, Imhotep. Interesting. Great. Very yeah. interesting. Oh, no, it's not. You're just saying that. That's what it's you fine. always say whenever you don't care. <clears throat> he says, so what's the deal with the statue, the golden statue of the god Osorkan, whoever pronouncing it, possesses it, possesses the universe. You She's missed like, a you missed a little line there when he snapped at your uh, girlfriend there. What's her name again? Uh, Shirley. Shirley. Because I was wondering, have you ever referred to Mrs. Deal? Is this? 
because he said to Shirley, button your lip, my little desert, my, my little desert partridge. Oh, no, I no, but I'm going to now. Okay. <laughs> I won't tell her to button her lip. I'll be sleeping on the do porch. You, do you think they have partridges in the desert? I in his desert, yes. Interesting. Very interesting. I right, go ahead. Golden, the great golden statue of the god Osorkon. Osorkon. Okay. Whoever possesses it, my Aswan damsel possesses the universe. She says, That's a lot of land. That's a lot of land. And Tut just like rolls his eyes and goes. Mama told me to pick a nice Egyptian girl. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so we go to the bat cave. We see Alfred coming down the bat poles. Unbelievable. Unreal. Yes. Rob's like, dude, you you went down that pole like a like a pro. I bet you always wanted to do that. And he says, Yes, indeed I have, but I want I only need I only want I only did it once. That's yeah. all we agree that's a lie, right? We we know oh, that yeah. Bruce on, and Dick bro. aren't there. He goes up and all down the there. all the dusting he does down there. Where oh. you think he takes the elevator? No way. Come on, bro. No please. way. Yeah. So Robin is playing with a dummy, a mannequin that is dressed like Batman. And so Batman asks, "Any problem with my Ursatz Batman?" Oh, is that what it was? I yes. couldn't make out what he was saying. What is Ursatz? I could not make out what he was saying. I'm, I'm glad you asked. Okay, it's a uh, it's a substitution, typically an inferior one for something else. Okay, can we be clear that this Ersatz Batman? Look nothing like the Batman in the Batmobile. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yes. 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 I. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm very quick. I've done this probably since episode one, where I've said people don't watch the when they film these shows. They weren't. They did not film them in such a way that they were predicting people will be watching them fifty years later. Yeah. On eighty-five inch four K televisions. I think the tiniest black and white Philco, you would have been able to tell. These I believe look nothing alike. I believe, I believe that originally they wanted to put the dummy in the Batmobile, but when they set it up that way, they yeah. were like, "There's no way Tut would ever buy this." Correct. Right. Right. Robin says, "Holy Gemini, it worked great." Uh, and he explains, you know, it's the same principle as a dummy, Alfred. I use my pocket bat synchronizer to operate the lips, thrown in a bit of ventriloquism, just like you said. Yep. And then uh, we learned the Batmobile drove itself off after being programmed to stop at red lights and intersections. Not pedestrians, though. Not pedestrians. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if you're if you're riding a bike, you're you're out of luck. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh... Bruce then asked Alfred, can you please put my twin brother in the bat dummy closet? Why have we never seen the I bat know. dummy closet? Oh my god, this is this, this is going more and more off the off the hook with every episode, man. Bat phone rings. Gordon says Tut has predicted another crime. That charlatan, says Batman. We learn that a massive prison breakout will happen. And, quote, certain forces will attempt to spring. Penguin, Riddler, Egghead, and the Siren. That is an interesting list. She, Siren has already made the main list. Right. Show. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Batman says, okay, here's what I want you to do. Gordon, I want you to get all your men, every single one of them, to the prison to make sure they don't they don't get out. Gordon says, okay, that's going to leave you and Robin to protect 8 million people. And they're like, we can we can handle 
the balance of the populace. So Batman is willing to forego any assistance from these clowns just so that he can just you, you go do something else. Go ahead. Let, let, let you guys go do that. I will bat Robin and I will protect everyone else. Yes. We go to Bab's apartment. She is Hold not- the phone. Now, listen, it is a known fact. I don't nearly bring to the table. Uh, to this show. What uh, RD brings to the table. Okay. However, RD is always picking on me for my age bro i was on this sports kitty kita raw review thing the other day i can't tell you how many people like insulted me by how old i look Uh, but i brought 10 people how rude i would never do such a thing so rd always brings up how much younger than than i he is and how much older than i he is so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give rd a little gem here that he completely missed. Okay. Because <laughs> this popped me huge. Batman goes to Alfred. Okay. What's it all about, Alfred? That's what he said to Alfred. What is it all about, Alfred? Okay. okay. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Paying attention. At the same time, this was like the biggest hit song of 1967. Okay, bro. Okay. You're gonna you were gonna for sure get banned. Dion Warwick. Very nice. Listen, listen. What's it all about, Alfie, bro? <laughs> that come on, bro. That pop. He, 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 but he didn't. Did he call him Alfred? Alfred? Yeah, he says exact. No, he said Alfred. He's oh, playing, that's he, unfortunate. He, he's playing off of this song. I wish he would have said, "What's it all about, Alfie." That would have been freaking hysterical, but yeah, bro, that's that's where they got it from. So I just wow. want to say that, yeah, because that wow. that popped me huge when he specifically used that line. Because at the same time, this was probably number one on the charts. That wasn't, but well, whenever when they recorded it, it may have. Been. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so go on. So yeah, what's it all about, Alfred? <laughs> so we go to Barbara's apartment, and she is not. She has barely been on this episode. I mean, she was at the beginning. Yeah. She may have been on something else if that car had driven around a little longer. But anyway, she's on the bed. Again, I am not a fashion critic or anything. But she had a, again, I don't know who is dressing her now, but they've started to put her in some nice. She had a cute little yellow dress. It looked great. So she tells Charlie, because she's watching this thing with Tut. And he says, says, if the quote he quoted is the quote I think he quoted, I may have just figured out Tut's entire plot. It was a mistake only an Egyptian bibliophile would have noticed. But luckily, I'm an Egyptian bibliophile. So she has figured out what Tut is up to because he said something incorrect. The narrator also tells us, luckily for us, she's an Egyptian bibliophile. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so and she says even luckier she's batgirl this supremely feminine scourge of all that is criminal so she changes into her outfit she's ready ready for battle we go back to the bat cave they discuss that tut has probably lied to them about the prison break and batman says there was something that tut said that many that may have something to do with the ultimate caper it was to the effect that a man who knows when he is lost has had it. And Batman says, of course, staring us right in our masks, Robin. That is the quote on line 769 of chapter 14, scroll 32 of the 13th section of the works of Ramses the Bold, one of the many ancient and irreplaceable 
scrolls at the Gotham Library. So, of course, we go to the criminal location of everything criminal, it seems to happen in this library. Right. Batman and Robin are there. They run into Tut and his men. Tut and his guys run away. They find find a librarian bound in the ancient thuggy tradition. He says, she won't last a minute longer in that position, Robin. And so they just start having a conversation, <laughs> even though he says, you're not going to last a minute. Yeah. Let me explain to you what this is. <laughs> and and it was done exactly like that, bro. Yeah. Exactly like yeah. That. So she's sitting there gasping for breath. <laughs> and he's like explaining, you know, and you know, when faced with the prospect of choosing between the apprehension of a criminal saving a human life, we, we've got to save the human life. So they, they get her out. <clears throat> and she explains that Tut stole their most expensive scrolls. And she says, and I quote, they said you'd protect us, Batman. Nice guilt trip, lady. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Robin says, chill out, sister. We'll get the scrolls back. Batman says, uh, isn't this where Barbara, Barbara Gordon works? Is she here today? And they said, no, this is her first day off in a month. Yes. What kind of slave camp is she working at? (laughs) Batman and Robin take off. We go to the lair. Tut is rambling on. Batgirl shows up. And, of course, she sneaks in. I love Batgirl. But she kind of has a little bit of an attitude. Yeah, chip on her shoulder, for sure. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And she comes in, and she's just smirking at him. And Tut is saying, you know, Tutlings, we have performed the most marvelous theft. You know, the golden statue of Osakaran is almost in our grasp. Osiris, Nubis, those are his men. Gather up these scrolls and let's make tracks. And Batgirl shows up. She says, only tracks you're making straight to the penitentiary. Tut says, listen, I don't beat up ladies. But I'm going to make an exception today. (laughs) I almost wrote, I started to write fight because I break up my notes that way. But she literally trips two guys in the span of three seconds. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't count as a fight. You don't count because I was counting this as the second fight because there's actually four fights. If you want to. If you want, if you want to count this ninety seconds of inaction as a fight, not actually, it wasn't even ninety seconds. I wrote, and I timed it. Okay, she trips two guys in the span of three, three seconds. seconds. All right, so you say it's a non-fight. Okay, go ahead. You say it's a fight. I'm not going to argue. That's not a hill I'm going to die on. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so Tut wants to know how'd you figure out this plan? How'd you figure it out? She says, I recognize a quote from the works of Ramses the Bold and realized it was the scrolls you were after. I got to the library. As you escaped, I followed you here. And Tut's like listening to her, probably looking her up and down in her little purple outfit. Says, you know, I can always use a smart girl in my line of work. The ones I've had lately are rather inferior. (laughs) She's like, would you? Ah, well, I'd rather. I'm no. I'm not going to do that at this point. Surely, though, who he had just insulted, he had just insulted this woman. Yeah, comes Tut Aids, smashes Batgirl over the head with a vase. So they go to take off, but Batman and Robin show up, and Tut says, "Now for the second time, let's make tracks." And he says. The only tracks you'll you'll make are to the penitentiary. And Tut just rolls his eyes and goes, is there delayed echo? Yeah. <laughs> says, Batman says, as a duly deputized officer of the law, it is my duty to advise you of your right. Tut goes to take off. And yes, we get yet another fight. So is this fight number four you're saying? It's, no, this was three. 
three. Okay, my bad. Yes, yeah. okay, because I actually wrote fight continues later. <clears throat> and this fight's a really good one, okay? The Tut stunt double. Oh. He is taking these Chris Farley-esque bumps through yes. tables, yes. flat back bumps where his yeah. feet are flying up in the air. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he was great. Yeah. I don't know who this guy was. I it was not okay. It was not Victor Boyno. Uh, it, it's Victor Boyno, right? The, the yeah, King Tut. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he was not taking flat no, back bumps. No, no, okay. We also get a scene where Batman, uh, uh, he pulls somebody through, uh, folks' legs. Did you, yeah. did you see that? Robin, yeah. Robin yeah. Ro- pulls Robin through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they uh, pick up. Uh, so Bat, Batgirl, and Batman are there together and and they're talking they're talking to each other it says so it was you who blazed the trail i was just doing my duty as a citizen he says i like that kind of talk i was like (laughs) (laughs) that's creepy bro that's very creepy and he says maybe we could get together some evening and discuss crime fighting tactics she says, well, no one knows where you live. Yes, that does constitute somewhat of a problem. So then a fight, the fight. Makes that again. <laughs> we get to the fourth fight. Right. So Batman and Robin, they're throwing punches. And Batgirl, again, yes, yes. She's just smiling and kicking. Smiling and kicking, yeah. <clears throat> the Tut stunt double, he was not done. He took another great bump. Head first through a table. That dude earned his money. I have no idea who it was. Yeah. But my hat goes off. <clears throat> so that ends the fight. Batgirl is, of course, gone. Batman says she never stays around long enough for us to thank her. Robin's like, she's probably very modest. Now, if you look the way she acts, I don't think this girl has no. a modest bone in her body. Hell no, no. Batman goes, I wonder who she really is. And then Batgirl goes, I wonder who he really is. So they're trying to figure out, you know, this. <clears throat> we go to Gordon's office. Bruce is there for whatever reason. Okay. Just happens to be there. <clears throat> and Gordon tells Tut he'll be under analysis for a long time. Tut says, I've lived a thousand years. I'll live another thousand. So Bab shows up and Bruce says, can we continue our date? And and he is like, you you had a date with a socialite lump? She's like, yes. Why? Because he's so deadly dull. So he is blasting. He is blasting Bruce. Uh, they get a call. A cop outside is is calls in, and he says also that it's deadly dull outside. At this point, a lilac painted limo shows up. It's not a limo either. Sorry, uh, a, a lilac painted car shows yeah. up has a bunch of flowers. Milton Burrow is inside smoking a cigar, and the cops run and they call Gordon. This is the conversation, Commissioner Gordon. What? You don't say. You don't say. You don't say. To which Barbara goes, who was it? Who was it? He didn't say. So he said, but but we do know that, you know, it's Louis the Lilac has shown up in the flower mobile. Yeah. And so we hear, okay, flower mobile, Louis the Lilac's in town. So Bruce is immediately... Time to go. Got to put in the bone on the bat suit. So Bruce's like, oh, I'm sorry. I got to leave. And Tut goes, ah! Yeah. That's what I said. He's going to go straight to the bat cave and put on that corny blue outfit. Bruce was like, well, I actually had something a little more mundane in mind, King Tut. I, I've had so much crime the last two days. I, I don't care if I ever see it again. So Barbara says to she says, uh, Bruce Wayne's nice enough, Daddy, but he's certainly no Batman. 
And Tut goes, you want to wager a sphinx or two on that? <laughs> so, yes, I can't wait to see because Tut does return again. Yeah, he does. He is, he is not done. I really want to see if he remembers that he still thinks that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you know what's funny? Remember the old um, – what was the show called? Police Squad with Leslie Nielsen. Uh, in in color, yes. Yeah, is I swear, is O'Hara and Gordon not going more yes. and more down that road? Yeah, or they watch this and we're like, oh, okay, I'm stealing that line, stealing that line. Yeah, stealing. Oh that my line. god, bro, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I love the old. You don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah, That's yeah, great, yeah, yeah. Great, yeah. great, great. So, what'd you think of this episode? Oh, it's all right. I thought it was yeah. it was kind it was kind of all right. It was a little it was a little meandering, and they brought up stuff that they just kind of like didn't do anything with. But that's all right. Yeah, I I just think uh, Tut's just a great freaking. I character. think he he is woefully underrated by yeah. me. Yeah, by me. Yeah, so. he's so good. All right, uh, here's your favorite part of the show. Time to rate Shirley. Go ahead. Uh, you know. <clears throat> Here's the thing, and this is you always oh yeah it's a stretch and this shouldn't count and all this. She had a cartoon voice. Would you not agree? Did you not think she had like if, if I agree? Voice that cartoon, had nothing but, to but, do but, with no, 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 no. Let me finish. Go ahead. Okay. She had a cartoon voice, and there there is a tie-in. Okay, and her voice sounded. A lot, a lot like Arlene Sorkin's voice. And you may have no idea who that is. Arlene Sorkin was the voice of the original, she was the original voice of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was not never a, she was never in the comic books. Right. She originated on Batman the Animated Series. And I think a lot of why Harley Quinn became what Harley Quinn became today is because of this woman's voice. She had the perfect voice for her. And I think that this woman could have, uh, surely times were different. Years were different. She could have been a great, uh, voice actor. Did you do any background on her? Of course I did. How old do you think she was? Oh my God. She was definitely long in the tooth. Um, now why do you have to say something like that? She was all of 35. She was, in fact, 36 yeah. at the time of this show. And uh, you, you uh, I guess <clears throat> she was Patty Gilbert, born May 14th, 1931, in New York City. Uh, she was an actress known for Get Smart, The Phantom Toll Booth, and Spies, Lies, and Naked Thighs. In 1988. Wow. A spoof of spy films. Uh, she uh, gets roped into. Uh, let's see. What does it say? Uh, I mean, there's the whole thing on it. It's a spoof of spy films. Four and a half out of ten on IMDb. If you're into that kind of thing. What are you going to rate, Shirley? I'm rating her below Lola Lasagna. What? No. I'm, yeah, I'm giving her up. No, no, no. What did I rate Lola? Do you remember? You rated. You gave her a five, I think. Yeah, she's a one. This one's a one. Oh no! Yeah, no, Shirley's no, a one. No, no, My no, gosh, bro! No, Come she on. was no, no, yeah. no. I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say she's over the the middle. Oh, she's, you're not. She's slightly above mid, as the kids say. I'll give her a five and a half. Oh wow, that's very. She generous. wasn't ugly. That's very. Are you saying she was ugly? She was not attractive. Are you saying that she did not have a uh, acceptable physique? Absolutely not. Boy, very generous, very generous. Wow. Yeah. I listen. What's what's going on down at Rupert's Arcade, man? Uh, Rupert's Arcade, April or April, September sixteenth is King of Arcade. That's our next big event. We've started announcing the different uh, qualifying games uh, to everyone. So uh, we just announced Galaga will be one of the qualifying games. Cubert, one of the qualifying games. Um, 
Let's see what else. Uh, da, 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 da. Foo Fighters pinball, one of the qualifying games. Indianapolis 500 pinball uh, will also be a qualifying game. Love that. Love that game from 1995. Uh, we have a couple more, and then we'll have uh, – there'll be some other ways you can get into the final eight. The winner gets a uh, – we have decided it is going to be an arcade one-up. This is going to come with uh, – it's going to come with the riser, of course, because you get nice, those things. Yeah. And you're also, it's also going to come with the with the with the matching stool uh, that goes very nice, it. So, very yes. nice, going yeah. all the way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got my uh, I got the stool with the Simpson game. Mm-hmm. Yes, very yeah. nice. Yep. I now what about um, um, Russell Crap? What's going on? I just posted on the site this week my latest induction. Randy Savage on QVC. Oh, two God. full hours. Oh, that's got to be great. That's got to be great. 1999. So this would have been actually you wouldn't have been there yet. Wait, when, when did you get there? You got there. In the I got 99. there September. October. October. Yeah. Okay. This would have this would have been before uh, you got there. So he is there and he's shilling different things. I'm going to tell you uh, two things. Is gorgeous, is a uh, gorgeous George. Okay. I'm glad you asked. Okay. So he comes in to the QVC building. Okay. In the most 1990s, late nineties way possible. He has motorcycle escorts in front of his vehicle. His vehicle is of course, what would, what is the most n- late nineties vehicle you could drive? If Late you are, in fact, a macho man, if you're a... It's got to be a pickup truck, right? But no. It's a Hummer, of course. Oh, so, God. The old Hummer. Yeah. He's driving this Hummer all over the place, through grass, up this hill, and he comes up barreling in to the uh, to the warehouse, smashes a bunch of boxes. They're flying all over the place. He gets out of the Hummer. He brings Gorgeous George with him out of the Hummer. Then when they go into the to the studio the the uh host for qvc who mrs deal was it she said who was hosting it i was like what on earth how am i gonna know who the qvc host was in 1999 and so i show her a picture and she goes oh yeah that guy's still on there it's like wait you know far too much about qvc yeah god 25 years yeah so uh he announces he goes here he comes macho man randy savage and gorgeous george so Macho Man Randy Savage comes out and sits down. Hey, how's everybody doing? Oh, yeah. And so Gorgeous George, even though we saw her, you know, 90 seconds earlier get out of this Hummer, she's nowhere to be seen. And so they didn't even mention it. And then like 10 minutes later, it was like, I thought Gorgeous George was going to be here. And Savage says, he goes, ah, she had an attitude problem. <laughs> what oh my what? god so he there's they're shilling all this crap and they have a uh they have it it's right after bash at the beach so that what is that june july whatever it is yeah so yeah that would been way before you got there so they have this bash at the beach shirt is the very first thing that they have on it okay on the front it says bash at the beach i think it has a little surfboard or something on it it's a double-sided shirt. What do you think is on the back of the Bash at the Beach shirt? Just guess. I got no idea. What would you, if you were going to prom- promote a shirt, promoting a pay-per-view event, what would you put on the back of a shirt? I mean, I would a put the shirt, the place, the time. Okay. Yeah, you know, the maybe, company. Maybe, maybe, maybe you would put. You know, the people in the main event. Yeah, right. Something yeah. like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe you could just put, uh, what do what WCW did, and they just had fish. So there was just fish. There were two fish. Buck teeth fish, I should add. <laughs> oh, my God. And then later in the thing, with the good Lord above as my witness, I am not making this up. Okay. It's near the end of the thing. Right. They've been doing almost two hours. It's like an hour and 45 minutes into this. They start selling something else that is incredible ni- 1990s. Beanie Babies. Right? Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so you're hitting, you're checking all those things from the late 90s. They have these WCW Beanie Babies. 
you tell Randy Savage has no interest in this whatsoever. And he asks, I am not making this up. Do you guys have any gorgeous George blow-up dolls? Get out of here. I, oh, God. WrestleCrap.com. I have the audio file. I have that the is funny. On. That is crazy. And she never makes an appearance. She does not make an appearance. Wow, that is so crazy. She was in the back or whatever. I don't know. Maybe she was modeling for the blow-up dolls that we're making. The host is like, I, I guess we're changing the rating on this yeah. channel. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. funny. WrestleCrap.com. Yes. WrestleCrap.com. And next week's episode is... Louis the Lilac. With that's it. Milton Burl. Milton yes. Burl. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the long and the short of it. You, Unintended. Yeah. Yeah, you know the legend of Milton Berle, I take it. The long and the short of it. Next week, bro, the legendary. I believe this is his only appearance on the show. No, he, no, he, he, he is a repeating character. Oh, okay. Uh, He's in at least, he's in this next one, and he is in at least one more, I think. Interesting. Okay. We will, we will rate Louis the Lilac right here. No. I'm not. We don't rate the men. Well, we'll rate the show. I mean, we'll rate the episode. We will rate the episode. The show is good or bad. Yes. Yes. Uh, And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of female sidekick he has with what he's blessed with. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Next week, Louis. Can I wait before we go? Go ahead. Can can I guess what the girl's name will be? Oh God! Hold on. Let me get my says from Bone Ready. All right. Go ahead. It's Louis the Lilac. Maybe is girl will be tulip all right next week same bad time same bad channel